Uh, this guy is called the Standing Streamer. Wrestling with regret, you're watching putting you over. Yep. Hey guys, can you hear me? Yeah, we can. Look, and just like we're saying, and then and then we're just we're we're (laughs) live, and then we're just live like this. And now and look, look, see this is this is the brilliance of a live show. Because look, if you look at the Twitch stream right now. Uh, the webcam, the the video player that should be for Justin Cotterell, our guest. No, you're fine, Justin. You're no, you're fine. Oh, okay, cool. No, no, you're All fine. Right. No, it, this is my fault. Uh, this is for something else. If you look right now, uh, this is all live, so you can see that I have effed up. But that's okay because I can go fix it, and I know how to fix it. So, Justin, I'm gonna walk around front and fix it. But in the meantime. Uh, for the people in the chat that don't even know who you are or why we would have somebody like yourself on a wrestling gimmick talk show, why don't you just let us know why we got you on? Okay. Uh, well, my name is Justin Cotterell, and I am a professional photographer. For the past two years, I've done a lot of work within the wrestling industry. Uh, my career started with Bar Wrestling. For the past two years, I've been working with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. And most recently, I have been doing photography for Primetime Live. So all of the uh, match graphics you see, or at least most of the match graphics you see for uh, the matchups, I have shot those photos. And I shoot all the ringside photography that you see that comes out uh, on social media in the days following. Exactly. See, I fixed it just like that. It's the brilliance of a <laughs> brilliant. live brilliance of a live show. Uh, I love being live. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so, uh, unfortunately I didn't have my earbuds in, so I couldn't hear everything, but you, you do, uh, you do all the photography for championship wrestling for Hollywood, correct? Correct. And, uh, are you, are you shooting for the, uh, UWN, the primetime live stuff as well? Cause that's the same, yeah. right? It's the same thing, right? Uh, it's, it's very different championship wrestling from Hollywood. That is the syndicated show that happens they they're normally taped back to back and then released primetime live is done live and that's actually in conjunction with the nwa as well 
um, primetime live is kind of a unique concept simply because it's not a lot of people see it and they think that it's just a joint thing between the NWA and the United Wrestling Network. But it's actually a worlds collide type of scenario because they brought in people from future stars of wrestling from Las Vegas, uh, but a lot of people from the independents as well. So what you're essentially seeing is a lot of dream type matchups that are happening. Yeah. Uh, or just it's crossovers. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's all good stuff. It's all good stuff. Um, so you're Justin Cotterell, but you're but a lot of people know you from uh, your. I guess it's. It's your, your brand, Electric Sleep Images. That's, uh, yes. That's, <laughs> I, uh, I had a conversation with Brain Buster on his podcast a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about that exact thing where people recognize the brands before they recognize names. the person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's almost like that scene in Infinity War where Spider Man's like, oh, so we're using our made up names now. <laughs> like, it's, it's kind of the same thing. And it's funny because, like, I'll run into people backstage at wrestling shows and I don't know yeah. whether or not to call them by, you know, their work names or their shoot names. And it's kind of the same thing with me. So I'll introduce myself as Justin and, and nobody knows. But then, like, I'll hand them a business card that has my brand name on. They're like, oh, I know who you are. Yeah. And it, things just fall into place. Um, growing up as a kid, uh, were you a wrestling fan? Absolutely. I, it's funny cause I, I grew up in the South. Okay. So I meet a lot of people out here who are w, or WWE fans, WWF yeah. fans. I actually grew up on WCW and I also grew up on a lot of like mid Atlantic wrestling and things like that with my dad. Um, that was a thing that we would watch, you know, Saturday mornings. And then of course, you know, 96 when nitro kicked into high gear every Monday, I was pretty much glued to the television. So that was really what I grew up kind of kind of watching and also Jim Crockett promotions too. So yeah. by extension, you know, working with the NWA yeah. now is, is really cool. Yeah. Um, I have this, uh, cool. Um, I have a lot of scene transitions on the show. Uh, and you'll see it, you get it pushed out to YouTube and we're live on Twitch. Uh, and one of the scenes that I have is just your camera and then, uh, it's going to be a slideshow of some of the pictures that you've taken so people can see them. Uh, I hit the button while you were talking and I realized I got to fix the camera on that end too. So I'm going to ask you another question. I'm going to apologize first of all, uh, cause I saw it. Okay. And, uh, you're, you're good. Also my, my battery on my phone's about 50%. So if you see the angle change, it's because wow. I'm just hooking it into my charger so I can talk to you too. That's what makes the show great. That's what makes it yeah, great. Man. That's what I enjoy That's about the I show. See. Actually, we're we're human beings. We're people. Uh, shows are live. This is what happens. So I'm good with that. So I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to walk around and fix that part, and then come back. Uh, so th- that's what you do. So that's how I know you. You take photos at wrestling events. Um, so how did um getting started? How did being a seat filler during a SmackDown live event lead to what you're doing right now? Well, my background was in fashion photography and portraiture. I did a lot of that when I was living in Virginia and my wife, she actually was the one who helped me to get those tickets to the SmackDown show through a couple of connections that she had. Uh, We had really good seats and I just brought a camera to the show uh, shot a ton of photos and the job I was working at the time was a desk job. So I literally was sitting there with Lightroom on my phone 
and my camera at my desk job the next day, just huh. importing photos over into my phone and then just posting them directly onto Twitter, Instagram, things like that. And I got such a high out of shooting that show that I was just like, I really love this. And next thing I know, like NXT came up in Philadelphia. It was the Gargano versus Almas match. Yeah. We drove there and the seats that we had that time were kind of nosebleed looking and but the shots were like wider so they had a completely different feel so by shooting two different shows one where i was like front row and then one where i was kind of up in the nosebleeds a little bit i realized that you can give a different visual presentation to wrestling and still tell a really really cool story yeah for sure um one of the when i do my research uh one of the most i guess interesting things or ironic things uh, that I found was te- you're technically legally blind, right? <laughs> Which is extreme. Is it ironic because you take yeah. photos for a living? My vision is is really terrible. I have contacts in right now. Yeah. Um, but if I take them out, then I can't see anything. And we really didn't discover that until I was in maybe I want to say second or third grade. Yeah. Uh, my teachers thought that I, I couldn't read. So they were actually thinking that I was possibly illiterate. Yep. And the reality was I, I couldn't see the words on the page. So my family kind of found that out later on in life. And I remember the first time I got my glasses, I was like, everything looks amazing. And I think that's kind of why, <laughs> that's why I like photography so much. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge movie fan for the same reason. Like everything, there's times where things just look cinematic to you. They look good. And it's really hard to kind of, tell other people that but when you can take a picture of it and show it to them through your eyes that's that's really cool and i think that my experience with my vision kind of makes me value that a little bit more um speaking of movies and uh your style and what inspires you uh your 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 style and uh, your inspiration a lot from 90s films uh yeah <laughs> um I, you- I do a lot of fashion photography yeah. with, with wrestling too yeah and if you look at the stuff in my feed from that uh you'll see like there's a pretty heavy 90s kind of influence with a lot of what i do with that it's kind of hard to convey that within ring but with you know the stuff that i do like outside of the ring like doing stuff for wrestlers for their social media and stuff like that it's a little easier to, to make that happen yeah um D- david bowie big inspiration on on how you uh take photos and present the stuff that you do. Um, uh, you know, how does David Bowie, a uh, very artistic individual, um, how does he inspire your, your photography, your, your artwork? Well, it's actually not so much um, David Bowie, but the photographer who worked with him a lot in the seventies okay. and eighties. But I mean, it might as well be Bowie because it, with photography, I mean, it takes two to tango. You can't create a good image without having a good subject. And let's face it. I mean, if you're going to pick people to shoot, Bowie's probably one of the best ones you can. I agree. Um, But there was a photographer in the the seventies and the eighties and the nineties. His name was Herb Ritz. He did a lot of film photography in black and white. He did a lot of portraiture with celebrities and things like that. And his stuff, like when you look at one of his photos, you kind of can tell because he was able to form a connection with the subject that he was shooting that a lot of other photographers they really struggle to do and that's the first key with doing anything in photography is is making that connection 
uh, before I moved out here and before I started shooting wrestling, you know, I was working with models a lot back in Virginia. And that kind of trained me a little bit for what I'm doing now, because if I'm backstage and I'm shooting a promo photo for a wrestler, they have a busy day. You know, if they're coming backstage and I'm shooting them for the match graphic, I have maybe two minutes tops to get that photo that they need. And being able to make that connection really, really quickly with them and get them comfortable in front of my camera, that's a big factor. So that's something that that style that I learned from from him is really a big thing that I've carried over to what I do. You said it takes two to tango. Um, uh, What does Heather Monroe mean to you? And uh, how did she help you get your foot in the door uh, taking – you know, photos for wrestling. Heather's great. Um, I've worked with her a couple of times and the way that I initially met her was when I shot bar wrestling two years ago. Uh, I shot one of her matches. I tagged her in a photo and I just shot her a message afterward because that was the first show that I really did anything at in California and uh, the SoCal area. But I shot her a message and said, Hey, you know, I know you probably need stuff for social media. I do fashion photography, or if you need eight by 10 shot, please let me know. And uh, she completely took a chance on me. You know, she shot with me. We produced some really cool stuff. And through posting that and word of mouth, it kind of got around and people started seeing more and more of my stuff and coming to me, um, particularly because there were a couple of things that were not traditional photos that you would normally see of wrestlers. Like we did a couple of high fashion things yeah. and she killed it. Like, she's so great to work with. I love shooting her every time. One of my favorite people to work with. But uh, that got my name out there a little bit for something that was a little bit different than what you would normally get with, with photographers. Uh, because when people think of wrestling photography, they think, you know, a studio, ton of lights, you know, a photo of them in gear, you know, and this is a little bit different. Mm. So I uh, I tried to gather... Now we we this is a rescheduling. So we we had you on before and uh we had a quick rescheduling, which is great. But I tried to get some photos for the slideshow for the scene. And the one photo I couldn't find for it was the Darby Allen being choked up against the wall. <laughs> and that is uh an iconic shot, first of all. Uh I couldn't get it, but um it's leading me to the question. So, so when you when you're taking your photos, like that one, that that must be different than a regular match because that's an open. That's like that's that's like a open. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Like an open floor, yeah. open uh, ring. It was it was no ring. Yeah, um, it was just there, open floor, right? no ring at a bar. They're going everywhere. Yeah, and the thing that's crazy about that show is that. They, they do a couple of those every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, obviously they haven't since, you know, yeah. COVID became a thing. Uh, but when they were going, they were going routinely. And shooting those kinds of shows, you have to just follow the current of the crowd. Yeah. Because you have a bunch of people there, you know, and a good chunk of them have cameras too. Yeah. So there's people there with like phone, whether it's a phone camera, point and shoot, film cameras, SLRs, things like that. And you just kind of have to get your timing right and find your shots where they're happening. And when he had him up against the wall, you know, I just kind of lucked. It's 50% luck you know, <laughs> yeah. with those kinds of shows because you, you don't know, you just have to be right place, right time. Yeah. Um, that shot though, 
it's easily in my top 10 favorites of all time. And that was a hard shot to get to because I'm not, I'm not a tiny person. Like I'm six foot two at the time I weighed like 195. So it's very hard for me to kind of like poke through a crowd and, and get that shot. So I really just took my camera, tilted the LCD screen down, threw it up. And <laughs> 50% luck. You got it. Yeah, the the wrestling gods were on my side. That now, time, do you so. do a do you do a burst, or are you just do, do do do? Are you clicking it yourself, or do you do a burst? I do single shot. Okay. Um, and that really comes from just watching wrestling growing up as a kid. Yeah. But also from like an ex- my experience growing up. My mom owned a dance studio for okay. about fifteen years, so I kind of trained my eye a little bit to watch movement just by going there after school. Cause that was the only place I really had to go was to hang out at her dance studio and uh, just watching her dancers move and things like that. It taught me how to watch her muscle movements, like see how a limb is getting ready to move, like shifting balance, what that means. So it kind of helps out. Um, you, you shoot for, uh, you know, championship wrestling for Hollywood. Uh, you, you do matches and, and stuff. So, so you're you're behind the curtain. Uh, am, am I correct in saying that? Like you know, the outcome. Not all the time. Not when time. I when okay. I can, I try to avoid knowing the outcome. That's good. Okay, and that's that's where I'm going with it. Would you rather know the outcome, or photography wise, would you rather know what's going to happen to get a good shot, or do you rather rely on your feel? your uh, history on knowing, uh, like you said, the, uh, your mom's dance studio, knowing body movements. Uh, would you rather rely on that or would you, like, how's it go? Professionally, yeah. I think knowing what's going to happen is a, a better thing. Um, but personally, I don't really get as much fulfillment out of that. Like there was a championship wrestling from Hollywood episode where I, I didn't sit in on the production meeting or anything like that. Um, normally the only thing I want to know is if someone is going to the outside of the ring or if it's a situation where like, I need to capture a specific thing. And outside of that, I don't want to know. Like there was one episode where Adrian quest won, won the uh, United television title. And I didn't know what was going to happen. And it was such a huge moment that he won it. And the emotion on his face and everything, like all the shots that I got out of that, I, I just had this energy while I was shooting. And yeah. I feel like it translates the images. And I feel like if you have a natural excitement and a natural love of what's happening in front of you, then it's going to look different on your camera as opposed to like, okay, this is happening here. I have to get this. So, but on the flip side, it's better to know too when it's going to happen so you can actually make sure you catch it. So... And that makes sense to me. So an evening, okay, let's say an evening at championship wrestling from Hollywood, uh, a typical evening you're shooting, uh, the events going on. What's a typical, uh, uh, show mean for you? How does it go? Uh, typical show. I get there. I drive about an hour <laughs> to get to the, uh, the ocean view pavilion where it's held. Yeah. So it means waking up, you know, probably, 7:30 on a Sunday and my wife is awesome cuz she's very understanding of that. Oh, <laughs> when the oh, alarm they're, goes they're all they're all awesome. My wife's awesome for letting me be down here tonight. Yeah, she I mean she actually gave me the room to do this tonight too, so she's <laughs> she's fantastic. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, waking up, driving an hour, I get there at call time, which can be, you know, 10, yeah. 10.30. And uh, the most of the time, the hardest part of my day is probably setting up my studio setup because I, I shoot the match graphics for the show okay. and I do the backstage portraits and things, things like that too. So I have to set up five lights, a backdrop, and the people that work that show are some of the best because the talent, crew, everybody, they're always coming out to my car asking like, hey man, is there anything we can help you out with? And uh, that's kind of what endears me to that show the most is that the people are that that caring, you know? And it's like, I'm just a photographer. I'm, I'm low on the totem pole, but I'm willing to come out and help me is a big thing. Uh, that means the world to me. And it's probably why I keep going back too. Uh, but, you know, I set up, I do the backstage portraits and then we just shoot the matches. Yeah. And that can mean just running and gunning, uh, being ready to catch anything for, for a couple of hours at a time. And then breaking all that stuff I set up down, <laughs> loading it back in my car and then driving an hour back home. So by the time I get home from those shows, it's probably close to like maybe 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. So it's a full day. Wow. That's intense. Um, we, uh, we talked about, you know, shooting the Derby shot, no ring, uh, tough. You talked about, uh, a typical, uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood event. Um, but one of your most, uh, I want to say, I guess, infamous photos. And, uh, I already know this is coming. <laughs> yeah. One of the, I already know. One of the shots, you know, it, it, it wasn't just your shot, but it was the spot. It was an infamous spot that got a lot of talk in wrestling. And you got one of the best shots in the world of this spot. Um, and it, it is a Priscilla Kelly uh, tampon shot. And uh, a lot of people feel one way. A lot of people feel another way on whether or not it should have happened. Uh, but... Uh, give me your take on 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 that. Like, did you know it was coming? Uh, uh, I I don't know. Just give me your take on it. I guess. Um, first off, I I didn't know it was coming. I literally I got to that show and I was completely in the dark. I hadn't I had never met any of the talent really right. that was working that show. I had met Brody King I think once uh, before that. And as far as as the spot, you know. With photography, especially fashion photography, I'm taught that art is subjective and wrestling is frequently referred to as, as an art. It is a sport. There is a very athletic element to it. But at the end of the day, we are telling stories right. and storytelling is art. Art is subjective. It's going to mean different things to different people. I don't think there's any like one. I don't think there's any wrong way to tell it. And I think the unfortunate thing about that scenario is that that really overshadowed her yeah. like that, that spot. I, I love the spot. <laughs> like I know people say it was, yeah. you know, they were, but I, I personally, for the shock value of it, it was an over 21 show. Yep. It was at a bar, yep. you know, it was at a, basically like a punk rock type of setting. What better place to do that? You know, exactly. and it got people talking and wrestling is at its best when it gets people talking. But I think that that thing overshadowed kind of her ability as a wrestler. And if people want to sit there and they want to knock her, she's awesome. Yeah. Like I, I worked with her 
before the last primetime live show. And I shot her match with Rosa. They wrestled damn near 30 minutes. Yeah. And it was athletic. It was hard hitting as hell. Like it was one of my favorite matches I think I ever shot. And I think that anyone who wants to have any kind of opinion about her needs to go watch that match before they make any kind of judgment. Like watch, watch both halves. Like you have your opinion right now. If you want to have your opinion, fine. Go watch this stuff. Order that pay-per-view. It's, it's still up there on fight. Watch the replay of it and then form your opinion. But that match was like just crazy. And Rosa's amazing. (laughs) <laughs> like, I was just the entire I went up to Rose after that match I was like I never want to fight you <laughs> like ever <laughs> I'm, I'm so afraid of you right now we've, um, we've had her on the show twice uh, she's great uh, the second time I had her on I guess uh, I kind of buried myself and I said she looked exhausted uh, and uh, I've been told I shouldn't ever say that to women in, in general my wife told me I should never say that Vanessa told me I should never say that <laughs> Uh, bad move. Yeah, it was, it was a totally bad move. Um, well, I mean, she, she, I, okay, forget it. It's another show altogether. But, uh, anyways, um, we actually, we have a, we have a call. Um, I can quote unquote oh. take calls, I guess. Uh, we've That's done, cool. this, we've done this before <laughs> and it works. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull the guy in on Discord. Hopefully, everything works because I did have an extreme power outage here a couple of days ago. Um, and a lot of trees fell in my backyard. So hopefully everything works. Uh, and if it does, Kyle has a question. So let me pull him in. Uh, hopefully. Okay. Kyle, you there? Kyle. Hello. Yes, I can hear you. Kyle. Uh, Justin, can you hear Kyle? I can't hear Kyle. Try again. Hey, Kyle. Justin, no, you can't hear him. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, still nothing. Okay, he can't hear you, Kyle. I'll ask it for you. We'll have to figure it out another time. All right. Me, uh, yeah, you go ahead and ask can... him. No, oh, he. Go ahead. What? What, Vanessa? No, I was gonna say I can't hear Kyle either. So it must just be through you. All right. So, yeah. So can you guys figure... still hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, you're okay, good. Cool. <laughs> um, no, you're good. It's it's all stuff on my end. We don't. A lot of people don't use that feature. We have a you can get in the Discord and if you want to talk to the the guest, uh, you can hop in and we can pull you in. And uh, I just haven't fine tuned it because you need you need a you need a you know example. You need guest. You need people to do it to fine tune it so it works. But what Kyle wanted to know is uh, DSLR or mirrorless cameras. That's all he texted to me ask him dslr or mirrorless cameras please i don't know for what but that was his question okay so the the thing with dslr it's just two different kinds of cameras and what i'll tell you first off is that it's a hard lesson i had to learn uh the gear doesn't make the photographer some of my best work was produced with a Canon T3i, which was a camera made back in like 2013. I hung that thing for five years. You know, you don't focus so much on bodies. If you're going to focus on anything, focus on lenses. Lenses are really what's going to help you out with a lot. That being said, mirrorless is great for video. And it's also really lightweight. Right now I shoot on a Fuji X-T2. That's a mirrorless camera. It gets the job done really, really well for me. 
the reason I shoot on that is primarily I focus on stills and it has all of my dials I need just right there. So ISO, shutter speed, f-stop is like on the actual lens itself most of the time. So anything I need quick reaction wise, shooting wrestling is right there for me. Uh, but I mean, Sony does really good stuff. The only reason I don't do Sony is because a lot of the stuff is embedded in menus. So if I want to change ISO and stuff like that, I really have to go tweak a lot of stuff around. It's just not for what I do. It's not intuitive enough for me, Uh, but their image quality is amazing. Their sensors are actually used in most cameras. As a matter of fact, I believe Sony manufactures the sensor sensor that's used in my Fuji camera. So I hope this probably doesn't answer your question too much. Uh, if you're going to focus more on stills, probably DSLR. If you're going to focus more on video, mirrorless is probably the way to go. But then again, I'm kind of a contradiction to that because I'm using mirrorless to shoot stills for wrestling. <laughs> so uh, if you have any questions, you know, Kyle, um, feel free to DM me. Like yeah. I'll answer any questions you might have to help you out. And uh, maybe I can help Kyle on his question um, because, I don't know, maybe, maybe uh, I have – the same mindset but uh i i i stream live on twitch and i use a webcam which you can see here which isn't a very good webcam but the main webcam i use for the stream is a logitech uh whatever 920 um but i i have the ability or i can use my canon dslr with a certain thing but the stuff going around in the the streaming world you can use DSLRs or you can use mirrorless cameras. And I think maybe that is where Kyle was, was going with that question because I know he streams as well. So um, as far as uh, maybe streaming live, well, you said video Uh, mirrorless is probably what you want to do for video. Mirrorless is great for video. Um, I mean, I've been shooting a little bit of video too for championship wrestling from Hollywood. The, uh, the Jordan Clearwater segment that just aired, that vignette, I actually shot portions of that with my Fuji. Nice. And a lot of it was just on various different lenses and things like that. But the reality is that almost any camera you pick up now can shoot pretty stellar video. Most of them shoot in 1080p minimum, yeah. which is what you would need for social media or even some television as well. And I mean, a lot of them are 18 megapixels at the least unless you're going back prior to like 2013, but I mean, 18 megapixels for social media, streaming, things like that. That's really all you're going to need. So at this point, you know, we've had all these different camera upgrades for the past seven years where they're bumping up the megapixels incrementally and adding new bells and whistles and stuff like that. 4k stuff like that. But honestly, if you're just streaming 4k is really not going to do much for you anyway. It's just going to make a bunch of headaches. Yeah. And, uh, in in theory, I guess, uh, in the Twitch world, uh, streaming if you're trying to stream in 4K, uh, people aren't even going to be able to watch it anyway. So it doesn't matter. In in exactly in theory. Yeah. So, um, but I I just thought of something when you were we're, were talking, um, shooting shooting video or shooting uh you know your photography, uh, for events that maybe you know the outcome. Uh, you're a wrestling fan. You, this is a, you know, you went to that SmackDown. You enjoyed it. Uh, does knowing the outcome, uh, and being it, does it take away from your spot spontaneity and your excitement for shows? It kind of can. Yeah. Um, 
I would say that when you know what's going to happen, there's almost a little bit more anxiety present because yeah. the entire show you're thinking like, okay, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? And you're waiting for it as opposed to the spy at night of like, oh, that just happened. Let me go get it. Because you get a little bit of an adrenaline high out of that yeah. as opposed to like what's going to go down. Yeah. Yeah, I would find that. I would find that tough uh, as a as a photographer. Like, It's a trade-off. You, yeah, because you – yeah, just like you said, you, you, you know what's going to happen, but you don't know when. And I don't know. It would just be tough for me. I'm I'm not you so, um, oh so the pan the pandemic uh, I say it like it's a positive thing. <laughs> um, a lot of wrestlers unfortunately during this pandemic couldn't work couldn't do anything. Um, but the pandemic for you probably uh didn't uh I guess make a difference really like uh. It probably helped, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. That sounds bad, actually, right? Like the pandemic it, helped you? I wouldn't say it necessarily helped because Hollywood didn't yeah. do any tapings during the entire time. We, I mean, we just did our first well, one again back in August. Right. Nothing so, changed for you, though, in theory. Well, yeah, I, it did, actually. I, oh. I had nothing but downtime because okay. I, I do production assistant work as well. Okay. And... I was also, <laughs> I was also a scare actor at the Escape Hotel on Hollywood Boulevard oh. for about, a year. and that job yeah. completely shut down as well. So like, all, literally all of my work dried up. Oh. <laughs> so, so, so it changed the time. From, yeah, yeah, I, I went from working like nonstop all the time to just nothing, and it, it was a bit of a blessing though, because like it gave me time to kind of, you know, spend with my wife because yeah. we both, she acts. So, I mean, her schedule is kind of all over the place. So we were able to spend time together during that time. And also I researched and I studied a lot to kind of up my game with what I do. Uh, it was funny because one of the ways that I studied, she was binge watching America's next top model on Hulu. <laughs> and I, <laughs> she was like, do you want to watch it with me? I was like, yeah, yeah I guess we can I sat down and the first episode they had uh, a fashion photographer who just literally they showed his whole lighting setup and everything and how he was directing people and stuff like that too. And I was like, Oh, okay, hold up. Let's, let's sit down and watch this. So like I, I watched 10 seasons back to back during quarantine with her and just studied every single photo shoot they had and tried to incorporate it into what I'm doing with wrestling. So if you're seeing any kind of improvement (laughs) in what I'm doing right now over what I did pre quarantine, it's from watching 10 seasons of America's Next Top Model with my wife during that entire time. There you go. You see, that's one of the questions I usually ask is like, were there any tips or tricks that you learned or, or that anyone uh, during this pandemic that you can use in or out of the yeah. ring? And there you go right there. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I will say for anyone who does wrestling photography, like don't get so absorbed in that that you ignore other kinds of photography. Yeah. Uh, because you can pull things from anything and – incorporated into what you do so just study everything out there and for the love of god get off instagram you know get off twitter stop paying attention to what people are doing on social media with their stuff stop comparing what you're doing to them because that'll just throw you into a, a deep pit <laughs> you'll never crawl out of um I, I i totally agree and uh i have a lot of friends that say they're, they're taking breaks from twitter and they do and they're like, they're taking a break because it's so toxic. So as of right now, knock on wood, 
the people I follow, or at least uh, the the timeline I've cultivated, I, I'm good at the moment. Um, but so I so I was prepping for you, and I I was gathering those images for the slideshow and whatnot, and I thought to myself, uh, man, it would be really cool if I could have these photos in like a coffee table book. It's a wrestling coffee table book. Has that ever crossed your mind? It it has. The yeah. only thing with that is right. that I'm really weird about profiting off of the image of other people. And As a photographer. Only, right. And the only way I would ever really make that happen, because it goes back to what I said, like it takes two to, to tango right. to make that right. image. Okay. The only way I'd ever really be comfortable with doing that is if I got permission from the people in those photos that I was going to publish. Right. Um, and specifically, like if the stuff that I shot for United Championship Wrestling, like I would want to get the permission not only of the talent, but also from like the promotion itself before I could do something. So maybe, maybe one day down the road, I'm only two years into really doing this professionally. So who knows what might happen? Yeah. Uh, I, I just thought of that because I have a lot of um, I have uh, some coffee table books of concert photos and I just thought to myself man what would drive my wife absolutely crazy oh I know a coffee table <laughs> book of, of wrestling photos because uh, I mean your photos you have some yeah. iconic photos and uh, they would make for a great conversation piece uh, I, I'm so bad at taking compliments, but thank you for yeah. saying that. <laughs> I, oh, I'm, I'm bad too. So, but uh, yeah, they're, but they're great. But anyways, um, so we're we're slowly coming out of the pandemic. Uh, Championship Wrestling for Hollywood uh, is 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 doing what they can. Uh, you know, Primetime Live is doing what they can. Um, what, do you have any goals set out for this uh, this next year? Uh, which uh, people are so excited for this next year. Uh, wh- where do you see yourself? I guess is what I'm going with. Uh, hopefully continuing to work with uh, championship wrestling yeah. from Hollywood and primetime live. Um, I'm really invested in the work that I'm doing with them right now. I think it's a, they're both great shows. Uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood is doing some really cool creative stuff right now. Uh, if, if you're not watching that show, anybody out there who's not watching, you're absolutely missing out. Uh, there's some stellar talent on there, but there's also some really cool storytelling going on. Uh, Primetime Live, that's just, that's a dream for me. Yeah. Like I get to go every week and work with some of the, the top talent from around the world that are just coming in. And it's like I said, I mean, it's a world's collide of the NWA, United, and some of the best talent from like the independents and just different promotions around the country coming in to do things. So I would love to continue my work with them and uh, just do what I can to keep elevating that brand. Yeah, it's definitely doing that. I mean, just some of the photos that I, I recently gathered with um, well, I'll go to the other scene while I talk about it uh, with, with Dave Marquez and, and Thunder Rosa. Um, yeah. Who else did I see? Hammerstone uh, was in there. I mean, from MLW, like the, 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 the brand crossing is great. Uh, uh, Jervis, I know he's uh, Jervis is great. Yeah, he's a he's a, he's a big <laughs> that guy. Photographs so well, yeah, even with the mask a, on. <laughs> he's a he's a big big. We're trying to get him on the show. He's a, a phenomenal, positive, positive person. And uh, absolutely, you know Priscilla, obviously. 
course, uh, you you got to photo photo uh, Eli Drake on primetime, so that was great. Yeah, yeah. That guy that guy like was born to model. He knows his angles automatically. Like he came back there, I didn't have to direct him. He's just like boom, 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 and just like pops <laughs> right into. <laughs> I was like, you're the easiest person I've had to shoot all day, man. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good stuff, man. God, good stuff for sure. Definitely. Um, anyways, uh, Justin, what I'd like to do at the end of every show is I'm going to give you in you, you already said it. So I know it's hard to uh, take compliments, but I'm going to give you the mic now and you can put yourself over. You can <laughs> say anything you want. You can bury anything. I, I, to tell you the truth, Justin, I don't really care what you say because I won't interrupt the, the floor is yours. There you go, my friend. Okay. Well, I, I'm not going to bury anybody. So if anyone was hanging around here for me to say that, I'm <laughs> sorry. I've had positive experiences in wrestling, really. Uh, please, please check out Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Uh, check out Primetime Live. Primetime Live is, is one of the best values you're going to find when it comes to a wrestling pay-per-view. Uh, if you're tired of the standard stuff you see from a lot of companies out there, you know, if you're, if you're tired of just... If you want wrestling and you want good storytelling in wrestling, Primetime Live is really just where it's at. Uh, it's very unique. Uh, I guess I can plug myself. <laughs> like, yeah. if you want to follow me on my social media, uh, Justin underscore Codrell underscore ESI. That is my Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Justin underscore CESI. And I'm receptive to questions. So if you ever have questions about things, please feel free to, uh, to shoot me a message. And yeah, I'm sorry. That was the probably the most boring open floor you'll ever get. No, that's, <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Every everything's good. Uh, it was all good. We got uh, we got the links out. We got your pictures out. Uh, I was I was really excited to to get you on. Um, just it's a different avenue. Uh, we do a you know a wrestling show, and it's just a different avenue than having a you know wrestler on giving us that. And it's a it's a great take. And uh, you do great, great stuff. It's very cool of you to have me on. And thank you for, for giving people who are on the crew a chance to talk, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's an awesome experience. So I'm honored. Yeah, uh, The Kai Tai Show, he said he's, he's followed you. Everybody's followed you. And uh, it, it, it's, a, it's all fun, man. And, and definitely you can come on anytime. Anytime again, you need to plug something. Come on on. We'll have you on for sure. I'd love to. Thank you. Yeah. Anytime. Uh, have yourself a wonderful night and tell your wife thank you. <laughs> I will. Thank you again. You guys stay safe. Yeah, stay safe as well. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye. Awesome. Awesome, Vanessa. Uh, this guy's called the Standing Streamer. Yeah.